mic is hot and the game is on. You're listening to News for the Nation podcast by Aces Nation, where we talk about nutrition, sports performance, the journey of a student athlete, and more. I'm Claire. I'm Zach. Time Time to to level level up. Welcome back, sports fans. Today, talking about back to school things, because school started back for a lot of people, almost everyone. Maybe not not if you're in the, maybe if you're not like in the Northeast, because they Mm -hmm. start like later, but uh down here in the southeast where we are, people have started back to school, yeah. uh, which is always a fun time because new things are happening uh, as far as your routines getting thrown off and, and reset in another way. And uh, your meal times are going to be different. And the meal availability obviously is different because you're in school for one of your meals, maybe, maybe two of them. I don't know. Um, so today we're going to talk about um, a lot of back to school things. Claire is going to give us great information about how to uh, make the most out of your nutrition uh, now that everything's back to school. So uh, last week, we did a a great job of telling you how to be prepared when you go to the grocery store, right? So kind of leading us into uh, this week's episode, which is going to be great. Uh, Quick plug for everyone, just so you're aware, we are actually going to start doing documentary reviews on some of our podcasts, uh, documentaries that have to do with uh, sports, health, nutrition, uh, maybe maybe fitness if they're on there. So um, those are going to be great episodes, I'm telling you. So, you know, if... (laughs) (laughs) Right. So they'll be great. So we will uh, try to keep you aware of which ones we're going to do ahead of time. So maybe if you want to watch it and then uh, tune in after that. Um, I guess you could always check the title, but you know, really nice. We can let you know ahead of time. So if you're listening to us uh, on the day that our, our podcast released on Friday, so you can be aware of that, but that'll, that'll be a fun thing where we can just kind of, uh, bring our experience and our ever evolving opinions to, uh, to the table. So, uh, anyways, let's, let's get into it here. Claire, start us off with this, uh, back to school, back to school. Uh, Yikes. Um, yeah, so I'm glad you plugged our episode from last week because I think that's a good place to start <laughs> to ensure that, you know, you guys, these kids and these parents know what they're doing and are prepared to fuel these kids and athletes as they go back to school. So that's step number one. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about how we can kind of make the most out of this transition from summer to school and make sure that um, as we're going back to practices, maybe we have some tryouts and camps that were as fueled as possible, as ready as possible. We're trying to mitigate injuries and maximize recovery. Um, So a lot, I think a lot of these athletes as they're coming out of summer are probably thrown off of a meal schedule, thrown off of a sleep schedule, Um, and they're kind of getting thrown back into the fire. Um, I don't know what episode I'm sure we've probably talked about this before. Um, but I know we've definitely mentioned that if you can in the summer, uh, if you can try and stay on a schedule, that's somewhat similar to when you're in school or when you're training, that's going to serve you very well. Um, just in terms of being able to make that transition a lot easier, um, I know I kind of had to do that because 
I did swimming in the summer and there were times when I would swim for my club team. Uh, I think I would have to get up at like four in the morning and be, we'd be in the pool by four 30 or five and then get out would coach my summer league practices. So like I was pretty much on the same schedule and I was, I was fine with that. So then when I had to get up for five 30 at school, it was fine. Yes, sir. Just to let you know, I think it was either don't sleep on this episode where we talked about sleep or our um, actual episode that was all about the summer, um, the summer vibes one. I think it was summer vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So if you haven't listened to that, uh, go back and listen to it. Summer's over, but you know, we could keep the summer vibes rolling. That's um, right. But needless to say that was very helpful because it was kind of like all year round. And there were maybe like times on the weekend where I got to sleep in and, and whatever, but my sleeping in was like an hour later than typical. Um, it just makes that transition so much easier. You know, it doesn't take two weeks to kind of, you know, get out of this slump of, Oh, I have to wake up three hours earlier than I'm used to. And then that transitions into, you know, maybe having a hard time staying awake in school and maybe having a hard time performing in practice. Um, so if you were able to do that, great. If you weren't, um, get on a routine as soon as possible. So that means like if you can keep your routine from a sleep perspective, six to seven days a week, you're going to make that transition a lot easier than if you do it for Monday through Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, you're up till 1 a.m., sleeping till 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, come Monday, you're going to regret it. Um, so that's, that's number one. Um, from a nutrition perspective, you know, that ties right into the sleep because if your sleep pattern is different, chances are your meal pattern is different. You know, if you're waking up at 6am during the school year and you're waking up at 10am in the summer, that's four whole hours, uh, that you're asleep for that you're, you're not eating during. And chances are either we're skipping breakfast in the summer or it's a lot smaller or whatever the case might be. I, I try and have athletes push everything back. Um, so even if you're eating breakfast at 1030, still eat lunch, still eat snacks, still eat dinner and just push it all back. Um, I'm going to take a wild guess and say, not everybody does that. Um, so same thing with the sleep part portion. If we can get back on a meal routine and schedule. It doesn't have to be, you know, to the minute every single day, but if we can eat within like the same hours every single day, one, your body's going to adjust to that. And two, after a little while, you're not going to really have to pay attention to the clock and say, okay, it's eight o'clock. I need to eat breakfast. Your body's going to tell you it's eight o'clock. You need breakfast. Um, so yeah, those are super important from a, from a scheduling perspective. Well, I know we're talking about back to school and probably referencing more of our like youth high school age kids, but it's important to be on that type of schedule, even if you are in college where you have a little bit more freedom about uh, what time you actually wake up or your schedule is a little different than always going to school at this time, Monday through Friday, you know, maybe your Tuesday, Thursday is a little different, but, but maintaining that consistent schedule, uh, just so your body, your, um, circadian rhythm is is set and you're actually taking advantage of recovery and like you said like getting your, all of your meals in and not having to deal with this 
ebb and flow of, oh my gosh, I don't have class until 12. Let me sleep in till 10, you know, and then all of a sudden you just have a snack before you go to class and then don't really have time for lunch now, you know, so you're almost missing out on two meals at that point, you know? So I think it's important to mention, you know, like college age kids get on a routine like ASAP and try to keep that consistent, even though your class schedule may not be consistent. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that like that point, it makes high school almost and and middle school and whatever, a little bit easier because you have the same school schedule every single day. You have the same probably practice schedule most of the time, every single day, unless if you're maybe a multi-sport athlete or you do club and school. Um, But even then the time of practice is probably going to be the same every day. Whereas in college, your practice is probably going to be the same every day. Maybe it's going to change here and there, um, give or take, but your class schedule is probably going to be all over the place. So if you can really familiarize yourself with your class schedule, like I remember when I was in college, um, maybe not the whole time, but at some point I would write in like my planner or my phone or something, breakfast, lunch, snack, like I would write it in there until I could familiarize like almost muscle memory of, okay, it's time to walk to get lunch. It's time to walk to get a snack because your brain is going in 500 different directions that if you're not cognizant of, okay, this is when mealtime is, this is when snack time is, this is today is Thursday. These are the things that I have to do. These are the breaks that I have. Um, chances are you're just going to forget because you're so busy around. So um, most of the time you have access to your class schedule a couple days at least in advance, if not a couple weeks before school starts, like the actual semester starts. So really familiarize yourself with that schedule before and plan those snack and meal breaks so that by, you know, second, third week of the semester, you have a solid routine for every single day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, So piggybacking off of that, I think the other common thing that I see when we're going back to school, whether it's college or high school or middle school is rectangular shaped pizza, uh, which is funny because (laughs) I loved that Fridays in elementary school, rectangle pizza. Um, Do they still do that? I have no idea. I don't know if they've upgraded to triangles or not. Yeah. Um, and now thinking back, it's, it was not good. It was so bad. It wasn't even good. I think it was just like the thought of, I never get to buy school lunch. My mom always makes me lunch, which now I very much appreciate that. Um, I wish I appreciated it more when I was a kid. Um, but it, it wasn't even that good. It was just because everybody else was eating it. Yeah. But hold up. I'm sorry. I knew I threw us way off here with this pizza talk, but (laughs) yeah. Shocker. Um, Okay. So I know that the school, like when you went through the cafeteria line, my, my uh, middle school, they had the square or the rectangular pizza. Right. But they also sold pizza from another company in town. And you had like, obviously you had to pay per slice. But they sold extra pizza. So they were making money off of us. Huh. It was like a dollar or two dollars a slice or something like that. I mean, anyways, if it's that good, I feel like it'd be worth it. But um, interesting. Uh, So I feel I feel like that 
now that we're talking about pizza and packed lunches, like that's the other piece that I think kids get and parents get struggle with is what, what do I pack? Um, and I definitely love the idea of being creative with lunches and, and switching things up and not eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day or a sandwich every day. Like we can do better than that. Um, but also I've seen moms on Instagram and TikTok that are like, they go way overboard with like, these are probably more like elementary school and middle school lunches, but like cutting everything into different shapes and putting like little things like food stickers, things. And they just, they go, they put too much effort into it and it doesn't have to be that complicated. It probably takes them 10 hours to make three lunches. Yeah. And to quote a popular social media uh, video, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, So I wanted to just give a couple lunch options that you can make appropriate for any age. Um, You can swap things out depending on preferences and um, allergies or intolerances. And you could find things like this at a dining hall. So I just wanted to give a couple options because like I said, I think a lot of times it's peanut butter and jelly, turkey sandwich, or a school lunch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Not to knock on school lunch because I think they have come a long way um, depending on where you are. But um, I would say if you are getting school lunch, just be cognizant of what's on your plate and try and eat all of the balanced thing, like eat it in a balanced way instead of like just eating one or two pieces of it. Right. Uh, Claire, did you go to public school? Yep. I went, yeah, to, so, I went to public school my whole life. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Even in college, but uh, I didn't go to private school. I don't know what private school lunch is. It could be, it could be better. You know, I've only been to public school. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I know during my, I think it was before my dietetic internship, I volunteered for like a little bit with the dietitian for Leon County schools in Tallahassee. And, um, I think I went to one of the high schools. I can't remember. And then I also went to a couple schools in Maryland in Anne Arundel County, um, which was the County that I grew up in. And, it hadn't changed a whole lot from when I was there. I think they had a couple different options, but um, they were doing a better job of adding more color to plates. So I'm making sure, I think there were regulations where, I mean, obviously you can't force kids to eat something, but the um, cafeteria staff had to put a fruit, maybe and a vegetable on every single plate. It might've been and, or maybe they could pick. Um, and then there was something else. I think they had to have like a dairy, whether it was like a milk or cheese, like something, I don't remember the specifics, but they had put in more, um, of these kind of regulations of the kids had to have these things on their plate. And the cashier was kind of like in charge of making sure like, okay, if you don't have this, like here are your options, you need to pick one because it's included in your lunch, you know, make sure you eat your vegetables and your fruit. Um, so I thought that was good. Um, but when you get to high school, it's more of like a lot of time or even middle school, a lot of times 
uh, I would see the kids are more in like the a la carte lines and they're getting like chips and ice cream and maybe a slice of pizza or a hamburger. And that was their lunch versus doing like the actual school lunch. Um, so I think they've improved, but from what I saw, there was definitely still more room for growth. Um, but it could be different in a different state. It could be different if it's public versus private. Um, it could be different depending on the school in the same County, you know, it just, it's, it depends. Um, so I think that kind of goes back to why nutrition education is so important in schools, but I could go off on a whole tangent on that. Um, so back to some school lunch options. So I see these all the time on social media. And I think there's such a cool idea as like the bento box lunches. Um, okay. you kind of, it, it's kind of in my eyes, like a broken down performance plate in a box. So mm-hmm. they're splitting up, um, like a lunch box into sections where you put like your main or like protein in one section, your grains, color from fruits and vegetables, your fats, and there's all these kind of little compartments. So I just came up with like a, um, healthier alternative to a lunchable in a bento box as an option. So doing like cheese and turkey roll-ups with multi-grain crackers, a cut up apple with nut butter and Greek yogurt either in the middle, or you could do one of those like Greek yogurt smoothies, um, Mm -hmm. on the side. And so again, you're kind of hitting all these boxes with, from a performance plate perspective, um, but it's not your typical like cheese and turkey sandwich. Yeah. 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 Like it's similar, but it, it's like upgraded. Yeah. And it's just a little more fun. It's different. Um, I did put a sandwich. I did put a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because that's, you know. It's a go-to for a lot of people. Yeah. I would try and stay away from not necessarily stay away, but if you could make it at home, I think that would be better than going for like the Uncrustables. They tend to just have a little bit more added sugar and stuff like that. You could always cut yours into a circle, but I think you're wasting things you don't need to waste. Um, So like the crust is inedible, just eat it. Um, So I put PB&J on like whole grain bread, whole wheat bread, sourdough, um, and make sure this is important. Everybody listen, because you're packing your peanut butter and jelly in your lunchbox. When you go to school, the peanut butter must be on both pieces of bread. Yes. Why? Because if you don't, it'll get soggy and gross. And because that's the best way to make your PB and J. The no way. <laughs> okay. Moving on. So I, I had peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter on both sides of the bread, carrots with ranch and Greek yogurt with some type of fruit in it. So maybe blueberries or strawberries, blueberries mm-hmm. are high in antioxidants. That would be a great fruit to throw in there. Um, wraps. So I think people sleep on wraps. They're like sandwiches, sandwiches, sandwiches. And they forget that you can also wrap stuff up in a pita in a tortilla, in some naan, uh, whatever. And it just kind of gives the little bit of a different taste and texture from the carbohydrate perspective. It's still, you know, a bread slash grain, but it's just Mm. different. So I did a turkey wrap with lettuce, mustard and cheese with trail mix on the side, 
and with trail mix, like assorted nuts, maybe some seeds, maybe throw some dried fruit in there and then some dark chocolate on the side because it's high in magnesium and a little bit lower in sugar. Last one. This Uh-oh. one, my mom used to make this for me in high school and I used to open my lunchbox. So I'd be like, let's go. Um, leftovers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Specifically things that don't really need to be reheated. So I gave the example of pasta salad. I loved a good like leftover pasta salad. Um, The way that I would have it, which is how I would suggest it is pasta, but it has to be the tricolor rotini. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I currently have that in the the pantry. Let's go. Bell peppers. Got them. Whatever color you want. Italian dressing. You can make your own want to or store-bought with chicken breast Got it. amazing if you wanted a different source of protein you could do that as well i think chicken probably goes the best with this type of meal and then a banana and, and nut butter on the side oh my gosh i got all those things claire let's go for tomorrow there you go <laughs> back to school zach's back to school with his lunch yes <laughs> That's awesome. So obviously there's way more options, but those are just a couple that I think are either not common or that um, can be leveled up from their typical kind of just peanut butter and jelly or um, just a cheese and turkey sandwich. You know, let's, I think um, lunch is often one of those meals that kids, if they have an excuse to skip it or not eat it, they'll potentially take that excuse. And so if we can just make lunch a little bit more exciting, take their preferences into account, but also like if we're giving them a new food, make it kind of fun um, or just delivering it or packaging it in a different way. um, I think that can go a long way. Um, I did want to mention one other thing I put in the wrap lunch. I put some dark chocolate. I always looked forward to some sort of sweet in my lunch when I was younger. Um, so I think that can also help like kind of balance, you know, a whole food, healthy meal with a little bit of a treat or a fun food. I think that can also just kind of help like bring a little bit more interest into the meal. Um, instead of like, this is all savory and kind of salty and like, eh, I wish I had like some chocolate or some whatever after, I think that can just be be nice. So whether it's like a, a homemade homemade like baked good, um, some dark chocolate, maybe some can't like a piece or two of like the mini little candies. I think that can just kind of incentivize like you can have both of these things and still be healthy and right. a healthy athlete. So that's my advice for back to school lunches. That's awesome. I'm going to ask you about a couple of other things uh, related to back to school here. Some schools have breakfast mm-hmm. when you go. Um, I, I don't know that we know exactly like what they might have there, but um, we, we've kind of touched on this stuff before, but I guess to stay in the back to school theme, things to look out for or to be aware of when having that, that lunch or that breakfast, excuse me. Yeah. I, from what I can remember seeing 
lunches or breakfast, I think I would see them in middle school sometimes. They tended to be very carb heavy or that just tended to be like what people gravitated towards was like cereal with milk, um, breakfast, like pastries. Um, So my advice would be, obviously, if that's what's available, that's what's available. If you can pair it with protein and fiber, you're going to feel fuller for longer and it's just going to, you're going to get more bang for your buck, essentially. Like you're going to, what you're eating is going to go a longer way because those simple carbohydrates are going to get digested so fast. So if you're eating Lucky Charms with some milk, you're going to be hungry in probably an hour and lunch isn't probably for like two, three hours. So if you're going to do Lucky Charms with milk, if they have sausage or eggs or um, something like that, take those two and try and have that as well. So um, I know sometimes with those breakfasts, they'll maybe have like, I think similar to lunch, they'll kind of have like a main dish, whether it's like um, eggs and whatever, maybe um, like a sausage biscuit with gravy, something like that. So if you're going to do, let's say maybe if you're going to do the Lucky Charms with milk, then do the sausage biscuit and maybe skip the gravy. Um, Or if they have eggs and um, maybe grits or something, then see if they have some fruit that you could have on the side. Or if they have fruit juice, that's great too. Just, you know, kind of try and balance it with that performance plate um, composition in mind. Gotcha. Thank you. Uh, next, next question, uh, or I guess next topic here. Can you, a lot of, a lot of coaches in high school, middle school, even in the club organization, when school starts, they have practice afterwards. What are some snack ideas pre-practice for either our coaches in the school setting or our parents that have athletes in the club setting that they can have in between that final class and practice, or maybe even uh, in between that, uh, if they have practice in their final period of school, uh, maybe some snacks to go in between lunch and that practice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do, I'll give you snacks for like what I would recommend, like 60 to 30 minutes before a practice. Mm-hmm. And then- I can give you a couple of different options for maybe like that last period. If it's more like two hours before practice, I would always recommend that no matter what those athletes need to eat a snack within an hour of their practice. So even if they have something in last period, maybe a larger snack, I would still recommend having something like 15 to 30 minutes before practice. Well, it also depends on what kind of scheduling you're on, right? Because you're talking about long period before the the final period where you have practice. Well, I had seven periods and they were only like 50 minutes long. Right. So like, so, so I could have eaten it in the last one and it would have been within an hour. So. Right. That's what I'm saying. If you're like, yeah, whatever, whatever is within that hour, wherever you are, um, I'll give you some recommendations for that. So whether you're driving to practice, if you're in class and you just go right to practice after, I know when I was in school, we had about like a 30 minute waiting period between when school ended and when practice started. Um, 
So like that would have, that was a good time for me. And I usually ate a, a bar in between. Um, but within 60 minutes, we need to have a high carbohydrate snack. So something that's rich in simple digesting carbohydrates, simple and quickly digested carbohydrates, things like granola bars, pieces of fruit, like banana, apple. If you're going to do an apple, make it like a medium to big apple. And then of that, like little itty bitty apple. No, um, honey stinger waffles. You could do the gels or the goos if you really like those. Um, if your stomach doesn't tolerate solid foods very well, you could always opt for like a hundred percent fruit juice or maybe some of a sports drink that has carbohydrates in it. Um, pretzels, crackers, stuff like that. That would be great. Those are all great options. Um, if you are with, with outside of that one hour time frame, so like two hours, I would maybe add a little bit more protein or maybe a little bit of fat in there because your body will have enough time to kind of process through that a little bit more. Um, so from that regard, maybe we're doing like a banana with some nut butter. Um, maybe we're having like a Greek yogurt parfait or yogurt parfait. It doesn't necessarily have to be Greek at that point um, with like granola um, and maybe some nuts in it. Um you could do like half of a sandwich, um, whether that's half of like a peanut butter and jelly, half of like a turkey and cheese, um, stuff like that. So if it's further out from your practice, you can almost think of it as like a mini meal. Whereas when it's closer to your practice, it needs to be quickly digested to make sure that you're getting the energy you need, but we're not upsetting your stomach or your GI system. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome. Final scenario here. So pregame meals, right? So for a lot of football teams, they go pregame meal together, you know, as a team to a, to a restaurant. Uh, I know like some, uh, some college teams, they, tra when they travel, I mean, they even do pregame meals and stuff too. I don't know if, if a lot of club organizations do that together um, or just have the, you know, kind of on your own thing. I guess it depends on if you're like on the road, not in your hometown, but Anyways, uh, I, I've experienced, uh, I guess, like in the South, a lot of people will eat like barbecue or something like for their pregame meal, right? Most of the time because it's sponsored by that company or they've got, you know, some type of deal going on between them, right? But uh, can you give us just quickly like some of the best or, or I guess your your opinion, your advice for those pregame meals and what they should kind of stay away from? Yeah. Um, or, or what the ideal plate would look like. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's so funny because I just keep thinking of like my time when I worked in football of like, it's, you have to balance what's going to be ideal for pregame and what athletes are going to eat. Um, <laughs> because it may be the perfect pregame meal, but they may hate everything that you've picked and <laughs> and yeah. not gonna eat anything so I think you just have to be strategic with you know it's a give and take uh, unless it's a team that is like whatever you say we'll eat which is like a unicorn I think the closest I ever got was with soccer <laughs> um they're great but definitely if we can opt for lean sources of protein so we're you know not like 
very fatty fried sources of protein. We want to really try and stay away from that if we can, not necessarily because it's super unhealthy. Although if that's what we're eating every day, that's not healthy, but just because from a physiological perspective, it's not ideal. Um, we want to try and stay away from high fiber foods as well. So we don't want to load up on like broccoli and kale and like a bunch of these vegetables and like um, whole grains, whole wheat, legumes, like all of that is healthy. Yes, we want to eat those things on a regular basis, but pregame meal, we probably want to stay away from them and opt for things like pasta, white rice, um, baked potatoes, sweet potatoes, things that are, we, we might even want to take the skin off of those and just make them mashed or diced. So we're not, you know, filling up on fiber. Um, probably want to stay away from a lot of dairy, even if you're not lactose intolerant. Sometimes if, you know, you already kind of have a nervous stomach, dairy may not be the most compatible thing with that or high intensity exercise. So Essentially what we're looking for is high carbohydrate meal with, at, you know, with adequate lean protein and some color, but probably primarily coming from fruit, fast digesting sources like bananas, apples, maybe hydrating things like watermelon. Um, if we're going to have some sort of vegetable, again, make it low fiber, high in water, maybe cucumbers, uh, maybe carrots or like lettuce and um hydrate 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 nice thank you because i know that's a scenario people are going to face yeah i uh, think now that we're back in school too yeah to give you an example from like a barbecue place if you got like um like barbecue chicken breast or like mm -hmm. a, a leaner cut of meat with barbecue most of the time people are going to be fine with barbecue unless it's like super spicy so if there's like options of different types of barbecue opt for like honey barbecue or regular barbecue instead of like sriracha hot sauce going to melt your mouth off barbecue. Um, and then maybe you could do like baked potatoes maybe, or like mashed potatoes and then um, maybe supply like bananas or if they have like small, small, like if they have small side salads then maybe people could share side salads and put some dressing on that. So that I would say that would probably be like a safe bet. But if you're doing like, mac and cheese and loaded baked potatoes and ribs like that's probably not the best option uh, you guys are going straight to the bathroom when you get back yeah <laughs> yeah or at halftime slash in the middle and that's not ideal yeah definitely not definitely not yeah. so thank you for those options because i know those are those are scenarios floating around that are mm -hmm. going to be coming up yeah uh, um well i i guess to um to finish my um, piece on this uh, topic here, I made homemade applesauce for the first time a couple nice. nights ago. I'm surprised so that's, that's the first time you've made it. I feel it like is because I would make homemade applesauce all the time. Well, I'm going to now. It was super simple. <laughs> like, I didn't realize it was that easy. Like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I guess I had in mind that it was more complicated, but legit. I just chopped up some apples. Uh, just what I had, you know, and actually I threw a pear in there. I had an extra pear, so I threw a pear in there. Um, yeah, chopped them up, 
put them in there, just a, a little bit of water in the pan, you know, to keep it from dehydrating. Put a, a big cinnamon stick in there, a little bit of brown sugar. Fantastic. Delicious. It smelled like, yeah, it smelled like fall or Thanksgiving or something in our kitchen while it was going off. And it turned out great too. So, uh, man, if you can make homemade applesauce for, you know, take, take to school type of uh, meal, do it. Oh, worth it. Totally worth it. Free workout snack too. There you go. Awesome. All right. Well, that's all we have for today. Um, be sure to stay tuned for when we start doing our documentary reviews. Uh, we become more unhinged. every so often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it's, it becomes a little more uh, opinionated about what we just saw and trying to take our experience uh, practically and our experience with what the research says and just bring it to uh, our opinion of what we just watched, you know? So it'll be fun. So I hope you stay tuned for those things. And then we will continue to bring out uh, information that's that's very practical, like what we just did or have been doing in the past. So, yeah, stay tuned for sure. We will catch you on the next one. See ya.